This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Dr. Cat Gone to the Dogs is brought to you by Heroes for Healthy Pets. We're passionate about your pet's health and iHeartDogs.com. there, dog lovers. Welcome to Dr. Cat Gone to the Dog. I'm your host, Dr. Catherine Prim, and I am a small animal veterinarian and dog lover. Today with our show, I want to educate all of my dog-loving listeners about all things canine eye. I have with me a veterinary ophthalmologist, Dr. Bill Miller. We're going to talk about all the things that can happen to dog eyes that you might need to know so that you know what to do for the dog and you know who to call for help. So join us right after these messages with Dr. Bill Miller. It's not just a sneeze. It could be the pathway to disease. Your dog is at risk for contracting dog flu. That's why it's important to vaccinate your dog for dog flu. Get your dog vaccinated today. Visit dogflu.com for more information. I love cleaning the litter box, said no one ever. Luckily, there's World's Best Cat Litter, the litter that promises less mess with less litter. Only World's Best Cat Litter uses the concentrated power of corn to quickly trap odors in tight clumps. And quick clumping means you never have to chisel or scrape the box. Less cleanup with less wasted litter? That's a litter bit amazing. Save $2 on World's Best Cat Litter. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Dr. Cat Gone to the Dog. I have with me Bill Miller, the veterinary ophthalmologist. Welcome, Dr. Miller. Thank you, Dr. Graham. Good to be here. I would love for you to explain a little bit about who you are and what a veterinary ophthalmologist is and does so that my listeners can understand. I'm not sure that everyone even knows veterinary ophthalmologists exist, but clearly here you are. I am. I'm a a board-certified veterinary ophthalmologist. And what essentially that is, is I specialize the care of animals' eyes, pretty much all animals other than people. Just like a primary care veterinarian, I went to veterinary school. And then after veterinary school, I did an internship in small animal medicine and surgery where I developed an interest in the eye. I was then accepted to a residency at the University of Auburn that I finished a number of years ago. Uh, And then after finishing my residency, I I was uh, able to pass the certifying exam from the American College of Veterinary Ophthalmologists and become a board-certified veterinary ophthalmologist. And what a veterinary ophthalmologist does is essentially the same thing your ophthalmologist does. We examine eyes, we make diagnoses about eye problems, prescribe treatment, and do surgery. So what we do is is not unlike your physician ophthalmologist, other than we don't do as nearly as much refractive work, i.e. correcting nearsightedness or farsightedness as our human colleagues do. 
But that doesn't seem to be a big problem among our, our veterinary patients. Well, they don't complain about not being able to read and drive much, do they? Not very often. Well, so I want to talk about some of the things that my pet owners might see, maybe common diseases or things that might be a red flag for dog lovers that their dog needs to see their veterinarian or even their veterinary ophthalmologist. Can you do that for us? I can. Most of the time, what the, uh, the owner is going to see is just redness and discharge. Anytime you see redness and discharge, you need to think that this is more than an allergy or more than an irritant because many eye diseases in the dog will only show up as redness and discharge. And that can, redness and discharge may be a sign of anything from a minor corneal irritation just something that's caused a small abrasion on the front of the eye to glaucoma. And if we catch these diseases early, many times they can be corrected and vision can be saved. So what I recommend to all my pet owners out there is if you see anything that alarms you about the eye, especially when it comes to redness and discharge, the adults holding the eye closed, rubbing at the eye, there may be clear discharge or colored discharge coming from the eye, you open the eye and the front part of the eye seems to be a little cloudy or the tissue surrounding the eye seems to be red. Consider that something you need to contact your primary care veterinarian for immediately. Don't wait for it to get better. Many of these diseases can be fairly easy to correct early, but more expensive and more difficult to correct later. So anytime you see redness and discharge from an eye, contact your primary care veterinarian takes dog in for an examination, and then if your primary care veterinarian sees something that they're not sure about or needs further care, they will contact a veterinary specialist in their area and get your animal scheduled for an ocular exam by a veterinary ophthalmologist. So what you're saying is don't take time to Google the symptoms. Go ahead and see a veterinarian, or at least that's what I would want to say. Yeah, that's a good point. Many times... Well, we had a case today where the owners had gotten on the Internet and they had Googled a horrible, horrible blinding disease for their dog. Well, it turns out that the dog didn't have any of those things. And as a, and in fact, we were able to make a minor change in, in therapy and were able to correct the problem. Whereas they were almost to the point where they didn't want their dog to go blind. So they were considering euthanasia for this dog. Where in fact, with just very simple changes to the care, we were able to preserve the eye and preserve vision. Yeah, there is no substitute for an exam and a relationship communication between a pet owner and a veterinarian. So do you have any don'ts besides Dr. Google, any kind of stories you could tell about someone that maybe used a human medication or something like that that, that we could teach people about? Well, just about every week I see a case where somebody has had medication for an animal that may have had a different eye problem or even the same animal that had an eye problem and they just held on to the medication. And then another eye problem came up. And again, they pretty much all present with an eye that has redness and discharge. A good example is one case that we saw recently where the primary care veterinarian had prescribed an antibiotic that had a steroid in it. It was a combination product used very commonly to treat a number of eye problems. Well, then this dog presented with acute pain in the eye and redness and discharge. And in the owner's mind, the eye looked just like it did before. 
The difference was the second time the eye presented with a problem, it had a corneal ulcer. Ooh. And the use of the steroid can be very contraindicated when you have a corneal ulcer or an abrasion to the front part of the eye. And then on her inadvertently, without, without needing to harm her dog, had used a steroid in an eye and turned a very simple ulcer into one that we ended up having to do surgery on to save the eye and save vision. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So that is an excellent point that the things you are going to see as a dog owner, they're all going to look the same, but they can only to you because they're going to look different to your veterinarian and your veterinary ophthalmologist. Also, I really want to talk about when do we need to see our veterinarian? Because you said it makes a difference whether or not something is caught early. So can you speak on that a little bit? Well, a good primary care veterinarian is going to do an ocular exam anytime they do a physical exam. So at least annually and probably every six months, especially as the dog gets older than for certain breeds of dogs. For example, Cocker Spaniels often end up having decreased tear production and glaucoma later in life. Uh, that affects a large number of Cocker, Cocker Spaniels, for example, or Basset Hounds, which may have some problems with decreased tear production as well as glaucoma. And so in these cases, your veterinarian may do some specialized testing as part of their ocular exam. And then if they see a problem that they're concerned about, they can contact a veterinary ophthalmologist to either discuss the case and discuss therapy further or seek additional diagnostic testing. So in your opinion, there are certainly issues that if you catch them, you can save eyes. And I want everybody to recognize it's really not a, a wait and see kind of issue when it comes to ocular disease. Would you agree, Dr. Miller? That's correct. I tell people all the time, the sooner you catch a problem, the easier it is to correct and the less expensive it is to correct. Many eye problems are fixable. Most eyes can be saved. Most of the time, vision can be saved. But we have to get those problems to your primary care veterinarian quickly so that they can look at the problem, determine whether it's simple and easy for them to correct or they need further, further care. Yeah, your dog only has those two eyes, so we really want to take excellent care of them. So don't be tempted to put some Visine drops in and wait and see. That is not going to be your best course. That's correct, Dr. Graham. Many times over-the-counter medications may not harm the eye, but they won't help it. And many times these eye problems are very simple to correct when caught early, but become eye-threatening or vision-threatening as it the longer they progress. So you mentioned glaucoma in certain breeds of dogs. Are there other common ocular disorders that you see that you think many of my listeners would care about knowing the symptoms of? Sure, just some, some general things. Anytime you have a carrier breed that presents with a sudden onset of eye pain and discharge of redness, the first thing that comes to my, my mind is lens luxation, the lens in the eye can move from its normal position into the front of the eye. And that's a prime example of a disease where if you make the diagnosis quickly, uh, surgery can be performed and the vision saved to that animal and it can be saved to the life of the animal. And interestingly, that's a disease that tends to occur in younger carriers. And that's carriers of every breed that's out there. Many breeds develop cataracts. Almost all diabetic dogs at some point following their diagnosis will develop diabetic cataracts. A prime example of when we catch those cataracts early, very simple to remove the cataract, 
restore vision by doing what's called phaco emulsification, which is a small incision cataract surgery that would be very similar to what would be done in your eye if you had cataract surgery. We put in an artificial lens or an IOL implant, and vision is restored probably 95 to 98% of the cases. But when we don't catch these cataracts early, there's a phenomenon called lens-induced uveitis, where the body does not recognize lens protein as being part of its own self, and it will develop a, an autoimmune reaction where the, where the body tries to reject this lens, just like if you were to have a heart transplant and your body were to reject that heart. And in rejecting that lens, it will destroy the eye. So diabetic dogs... Once they get a diagnosis of diabetes and you start them on insulin, it's a good idea to go ahead and get an eye exam with a veterinary ophthalmologist at that point. Then you can determine the ideal time to remove the cataract should you decide to do so. Well, I think there's a larger number of breeds out there. Most of the uh, breeding animals are going to have what's called certification exams to make sure they're free of inherited disease. And that way you can be more sure of getting a puppy from these dogs from certified parents that uh, show their free of inherited ocular disease. And one thing I like a lot of my organizations is, you know, dogs don't come with a birth certificate. So many times I have rescue groups will actually bring dogs into me to age them by looking at the lens inside the eye, provided it's a normal lens. I can often tell, tell them within a year how old that dog is. I have a lot of rescue groups bring dogs in to me just to have them age. Cool. I have a lot of rescue groups ask me to age dogs too, but maybe maybe I need to do some of that. I don't know. I look at teeth. So well, um, that's exactly what I was going to say. You read my mind because I was going to ask you about congenital disease, the things that happen in younger dogs. I don't want everybody to think, oh, well, my dog's young. She won't have any problem with her eye because there are all kinds of things that young dogs can have. You bet. Uh, we see a lot of entropion where the eyelid turns in against the eye in, in younger breeds, younger dogs, especially dogs like Labrador Retrievers and Sharpays and Chows. You can have cataracts form. As a matter of fact, we've seen dogs born with cataracts. So correcting those problems early in life can provide vision for the rest of for the entire dog's life. So if you see, again, can't stress this enough. If you have a young dog that's got ocular discharge, no matter what the age, it's redness, it seems to be pawing at the eyes. Since some, sometimes they're uncomfortable, sometimes they're not. But if you're concerned, I guarantee you, your primary care veterinarian is also concerned. Oh, yes, absolutely. So I think that in a lot of your cases, you get to have happy endings. And I bet you would say that the ones that are not as happy are the ones that maybe didn't seek help quickly enough. That's very true. We had a case today where the dog had cataracts for four or five years and people were busy with life in general and they just decided to bring the dog in because now they were going to have cataract surgery. But unfortunately, the cataracts had been there too long and there was nothing we could do to restore vision back to this dog. Oh. So, yeah, it was, it was a sad ending for the vision, but fortunately the animal's going to be live a fine, healthy life. They just won't be able to see. Right, and as we've mentioned, since they don't read and drive, that's less of an impact. So, you know, not a completely bad ending, but sort of sad that you couldn't do what you do early enough to save his vision. That's right. We always like to get vision back to these puppies uh, because many times one of the 
the most rewarding things for me is I'll take, I'll have somebody bring a 14, 15, 16, 17 year old dog in and they had cataracts for a while and they're not seeing and they're just kind of laying around the house. And uh, we do cataract surgery and vision is restored. And I've had several owners say, Doc, you've just given me my dog back, back Aww. like he was five years ago. Yeah, I love I love it when they say stuff like that. So are there any things that owners can do at home to help be more attuned or more aware to help dogs be happier and healthier that you can, specifically to the eyes, that you can maybe recommend? Well, the number one thing I, I think is to see your primary care veterinarian either annually or, t- or every six months. A good, healthy dog will have good, healthy eyes. Excellent. Excellent. Well, tell us where you are, just in case some of my listeners would like to have their primary care veterinarian reach out to you. Did you say Arkansas? Yeah, I'm a, I'm an ophthalmologist with uh, Arkansas Veterinary Emergency and Specialist. I've been a, an ophthalmologist with Memphis Veterinary Specialist for a number of years, and then we opened this other office over at Little Rock. And so my new associate, Dr. Jane Ashley Huey, is the uh, veterinary ophthalmologist with Memphis Veterinary Specialist. And uh, I can be reached through our office there in Little Rock. I'm happy to help any veterinarian and any animal owner that I can anytime. Excellent. Well, thank you for joining us today. And I would love to thank my listeners for listening every time and also our producer, Mark Winter. And I want everyone to go out there and raise the rough. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.